Oil prices are up 5% this morning on fear the conflict in Gaza and Israel could spread to Iran. And the Aussie and Kiwi dollars are firmer this morning as investors pull back their expectations for Fed rate hikes later this year. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, we hear from Sharon Zollner in New Zealand about what this weekend's election might mean for investors. I think the housing market will potentially be the big winner or loser on the day. The National Party is suggesting policies, including on tax, that would be supportive of investment in housing, also allowing foreigners back into the New Zealand market as well. So we would see um, some upside for house prices in the case of a, a national victory. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, oil prices have bounced more than 5% in the last 48 hours to nearly $89 US a barrel for Brent crude. That's on fears the conflict in Gaza and Israel could widen to other parts of the Middle East, and Iran in particular. Here's ANZ's senior commodity strategist, Daniel Hines. The suggestion that uh, Hamas has been supported by Iran, um, and I think that's where you know the oil market really gets dragged into this conflict. Um, you know, if um, as some commentators have suggested, you know, Israel potentially expands its view of of the uh, of the conflict to to actually going after um, Iran in particular, then there's there's a real risk that that could damage supply, and I think that's what the market at the moment is is really concerned about. Number two. Expectations the Fed will hike early next month, or even in December, are sliding back to closer to no hike at all. That's because Fed officials are repeating the view that the sharply higher bond yields of recent weeks will do plenty of the Fed's tightening work for it. ANZ's head of G3 Economics, Brian Martin, says this morning from London that expectations of a hike on November the 1st have dropped from around a third late last week to half that overnight. Market expectations of a hike on December the 13th have also halved to around 25%. It's becoming a theme amongst uh, FOMC speakers. Last week, the head of the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank, Mary Daly, said that bond market tightening was probably equivalent to a 25 basis point rate hike. Today, we had the Dallas Fed president, Laurie Logan, speaking, and she said that if the rise in bond yields is sustained, uh, that could be doing some of the Fed's work for it. So maybe we don't need to tighten at the meeting coming up uh, in a few weeks' time. Number three, one result of this lowering of expectations for Fed hikes is some pressure being taken off the US dollar. That saw the Aussie and Kiwi dollars firm overnight. The Aussie is up at 63.80 US cents this morning. It had been as low as 63.30 in Sydney trade yesterday. The Kiwi is currently just above 60 US cents for the first time in a couple of weeks and up from a low yesterday of 59.35 US cents. I spoke to ANZ's head of FX research, Najibin Zaman, yesterday, who pointed to the tightening effect of those high US interest rates and how those high interest rates won't be such a driver for the US dollar forever. Real rates now is well above 2%, 30-year mortgage rates in the US above 7%. The bigger question is how long can this last before something turns? Number four. The other big mover overnight was European bond yields, which rallied strongly on a day when US bond markets were largely closed for the Columbus Day public holiday. Here's Brian on those falls in European bond yields. 
we've had ECB speakers uh, this time from Spain saying that the degree of monetary tightening has had a significant impact and there's yet quite a bit more to come. So that's signaling that the tightening that we've had so far has further to weigh on pushing inflation down and slowing economic growth. The bond market in Europe is saying it's most unlikely we'll get further rate hikes. In fact, the likelihood is that the next move from the ECB after a period of folding rates at their peak will be to cut rates. Number five. Now, a little bit off the beaten track, Daniel Hines says there's action in the gold market in China that's helping to lift prices, especially in the physical gold market there. Premium for physical gold has been high recently because of restrictions on imports to protect China's capital account. But change is afoot. We do understand some of those uh, restrictions have been eased of late, and I think you'll start to see that premium uh, fall back a little. But even uh, outside of those trading issues, um, you know, there has been strong demand within China. So I do think it, it highlights a, you know, a really positive uh, trend within the, the physical market in, in one of the key markets uh, globally. Now it's time for our bonus deep dive interview. New Zealand has a general election this weekend. And the polls are suggesting a change of government from Labour to a more conservative coalition of National, ACT and possibly New Zealand First is quite likely. National is the New Zealand equivalent of the Liberal National Coalition in Australia. Here's ANZ's NZ Chief Economist Sharon Zolder on what to look out for from a macroeconomic point of view. So it would be certainly a surprise for the markets and all other pundits if we remained with the status quo. Uh, there is, however, uh, quite a lot of uncertainty about the makeup of the next government, in particular whether it will just be National and Act or whether they might need the support of another party, presumably New Zealand First, to get over the line. So it could well be actually that even on the day, uh, the final outcome is not known. Markets, of course, like certainty, uh, but we've been in this situation before. We've actually had a couple of, of elections under our current MMP system, uh, where the final government wasn't known on the day. Markets kind of actually took it in their stride. But uh, assume that we do have a clear change of government, are there any broad differences in the macroeconomic um, settings, if you like, for fiscal uh, policy and, in theory, monetary policy? Well, there are, of course, different policies uh, between the parties, as you, as you would hope. It's probably not a good sign for democracy if everyone's promising to do exactly the same thing. Uh, But while there is a difference in flavour, tax cuts versus uh, more spending, overall we would say that both policies, both parties are suggesting policies that are supportive of economic growth, which is, of course, normally a good thing. But in the context of a reserve bank that's trying to cool the economy down, that that could be challenging, potentially. Uh, The reserve bank will wait and see um, until what policies are actually locked in before they allow them to uh, impact their forecasts or their official cash rate decisions. And there is a different set of policies between Labor and National Act on the housing market, with National Act pledging to reverse some changes to interest deductibility for rental property investors and uh, also changing some rules around um, an effective tax on capital gains for rental property investors who trade properties before uh, 10 years, the so-called bright line test. What are the things that the housing market could uh, move on if there is a change of government? 
Yeah, I think the housing market will potentially be the big winner or loser on the day. Uh, the National Party is suggesting uh, policies, including on tax, that would be supportive of investment in housing, also allowing foreigners back into the New Zealand market as well. So we wouldn't see um, some upside for house prices in the case of a, a national victory. What is not clear, of course, at, at the moment is what what property investors are assuming for now, you know. So essentially, are they all assuming that these policies will change and starts affecting their behaviour now, or are they taking much more of a, a wait-and-see approach um, such that we wouldn't see much response? But we certainly have seen an increase in interest in activity and even in prices in the housing market. Um, so I think there are some people who are not waiting around, uh, but are rather assuming that these policies will change. Sharon's on there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Tuesday, October the 10th. Catch you tomorrow with detail on the NAB Australian Business Confidence Survey due out later today. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.